For this episode of Heads in Space, I'm sitting with a rather special lady. That must have been my wife, Patrice. Um, Patrice, would you like to say good evening? Good evening. <laughs> we're sat in a barn in Arne in Dorset, and we're away for a, a week, and we're, we're together. But um, I'm going to start this episode with a very short poem I found from um, just one of one of my jottings from one of my many notebooks. Um, and it's probably years old, this, but I think it's probably relevant. There's no title. Living in the shadow of all of his stillborn talents and always fearful, he turned to drink with a passion that otherwise eluded him. Soon enough, bitterness crept in and set about hollowing out the shell of his life. So, Patrice, um, you know me better than anybody else, really. We've been married now for a while, and we've known one another for over 30 years. Um, but we've had, or we've been through, as they say, thick and thin. And Heads in Space is all about um, recovery, addiction, meditation, mindfulness, and hope. Um, and out of all of those things, you know, what, where do you think we should start? Should we go to the beginning? Should we start from here? You know, I, I think I, th I think what I'd like to do is, is say a little bit about myself and the fact that I have had a father who's no longer with us that was what they classed as a binge drinker. He was an alcoholic, um, and he could go weeks without drinking. He wouldn't drink in the house. It wasn't really a social thing indoors. And except if they had parties, my parents, but that wasn't really so often because my mother didn't really drink. Um, but it was very much his pursuit and he would do it outside the house in pubs and bars with his mates and cronies and so on. Um, so I am very aware and was very aware as a youngster what drink could do and how divisive it was but in some respects I think because of that upbringing it was a bit of a norm so when I met Mike um, I didn't really I didn't really think about your drinking as anything unusual um, so you know because I come from that sort of background I guess and I think this does happen in families you know I think from generation to generation um, I don't have a problem with drink I can have a glass and leave it um, but luckily, I don't see anyone else in my family having that problem. Obviously, our boys are young, and let's hope that they don't carry it within them. But it is interesting. It's that, you know, what is normal, and, and what is a problem drinker, and what is addiction? So, uh, so I, I know from my father that once he started, he could not stop. He didn't, and that was, that was the problem. And I've had many, many Christmas dinners that would have been ruined, really, where he went out and had had a drink and then I would often go with him as a as a young sort of teenager just mm. mum would get the di dinner table ready and he'd be always be late and we say so oh, just one more drink oh just one more just one more mm. and I'd be saying well we've got to go home dad it's Christmas and we've got mum he was a classic drinker, that's it, exactly he it that's exactly it no no don't, he didn't drink at home and and he could go as I said it's really interesting he you know if he, if he didn't have it it didn't matter he didn't, I don't think he seemed to need it, but once he had it, once that trigger, I guess it's a triggering, if, 
I, I assume. So, so all I'm saying when when we come back to us and when we met, we were you know we were introduced by friends and and we had a nice evening. All the rest of it, um, we all both probably had quite a bit to drink, but you know I didn't see anything odd in that. And over the years, you know, as you come together as a couple, as your relationship matures, you start to see things and patterns that you know maybe should ring alarm bells. And, and actually, in a lot of people, they might say, right, that's it, I'm, I'm moving on because this guy drinks too much, he's a bit of a problem. We did actually have a, one or two hiccups. Yeah, we? we did, we did. Yeah. Yeah. We did leave and then we came back together again. Mm, mm. But I think that background for me, I think, is quite interesting. Socially, it's interesting mm. because I think, you, you know, it's what you know and what you've seen and then you think, well, actually, is he that bad? You, you know, I, I don't know, it's, I don't know if that's... It, it's interesting. It's interesting to me in many ways that I didn't really know, I didn't know anything about alcoholism. And I didn't think I was an alcoholic. Mm. Not really until probably the end where it was just becoming desperate, you know. And, mm. and I was, it was out of control. I was not in control. It was in control of me completely. But, you know, looking back, uh, I know now that it was in, completely in control of me all of the time, and really from the very beginning. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I, I just remember when we go out socially, and I always, I'd always think, well, I'm going to have to be the one that drives home because I know I'm going to be the safe one. I'm going to be the one that I know can have a couple of drinks and then have a glass of water and not worry about drinking. Mm. And I, I just always knew that, and because it didn't bother me, I'd have a few drinks. That's fine. And I, I'd never, I, I've never said to you, right? You're, you're, drink, you're going, you know, you're going to drive tonight. I'll, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm the one that wants to have a drink, because I guess I knew that I couldn't trust you to in a way. But I should have said that. I should have said, it's my turn to enjoy myself. You have two drinks and then drink water, and that's what couples do now. That's the norm, isn't it? But, but we didn't have that then, and we didn't really. And I just don't think I could have even. I, and I think you'd poo pooed it in a way. I, I don't know. I don't know how you. It's. Um... Mm. I mean, it's interesting to me. I, I, in a previous episode here, I did a, a podcast with with James, our son, uh, and it was I found it very emotional. And I, I did what for us in the fellowship is step nine. I, I made a, an amends uh, to him for me for my behaviour, and, and and he was his take on me and the way I was was very telling and you know, that mm -hmm. I was absent really and not a role model. Yeah, I would agree with that. Pretty useless, mm. you know. And, you know, I remember that we came to uh, a, the very last point um, where you and, and our boys, Sam and James, uh, you convened a meeting with me and, and, and said, look, you know, this is, this is it. You either give it up completely there are no, there's no equivocation here. You, you do that or we're finished. And all three of you had, had come together and, and, and decided that, and quite rightly. And it was, it's amazing, you know, look, again, looking back, the timing was, I think, perfect. Mm. You know, because I was so beaten. Yeah, you didn't want it, you, you didn't want it controlling you. you I, I was really, mm, really mm, empty. Mm. I was, I was, you know. You, would, was, you were very depressed as well, I think. Yeah. I, I was useless. I was mm, completely empty. Mm. And I, 
in some ways it's interesting that you that I got away with it for so long. Yeah, I do. It. But that's why I'm saying about my history. I think what's yeah. interesting is, in a way, the fact that, you know, had you been with somebody different that hadn't had my family history, mm. they'd have thought, no way would we put up with this. Mm. This is not normal. This isn't how a normal family functions, whatever the normal is. You can't really, how do we define normal? But I think a lot of people would have moved on. And that's what I'm saying. So you were lucky mm. in a way. And, and I think that's part of the history that, you know, I have that shared history, you know, with my dad. And, and I think that's what it sort of proliferates, doesn't it? It's because of that, you know, whether you're the drinker or the, the one that um, placates. I mean, I, I was always the placatory one, it, it, you know, at home I'm the middle child. And I'd always be the one trying to, to stop my mum and dad arguing when my dad had had too much to drink. I'd be the one in the middle trying to sort it out. So I think I maybe took that role on with you in a way trying to sort of, um, you know, be the one that kept everything as normal as you could. Mm. Um, but I knew it wasn't right. And I did dread it going out every evening when we went socially, knowing that you'd be, yeah. I thought, oh, here we go. How do I stop him having too much? I'll say, oh, here's some water, Mike. And I'm always putting water on the table in front of you because it would be embarrassing in a normal dinner party where people might have a few to drink, but they'd not be drinking the way you would drink because you, once you started that glass, you, you know, where you, a lot of people would sip a glass of wine. I know you, you couldn't do that. So I'm having to shove the glass of water down so that, you know, and in fact, you're the same now with coffee and things. It's, you just drink so fast, whatever it is. Well, I am. Uh, uh, it's an addictive, addictive nature, yeah, isn't it? Which, it's very difficult. I mean, I do try and, uh, look after myself and, and slow down. I'm conscious of, you know, the way I am. Mm. It's very, very difficult reining in mm. these things. But, you know, in, in some ways, uh, as long as I don't have a, a drink and I'm not, you know, I, it's not, I'm not a dry drunk. I'm happy in my sobriety now. Mm. Well, in the early days, it's, it's really quite difficult. Can you remember, you know, I find it really I, I don't remember really very well mm. my first couple of years. I mean, I, I think it was a struggle for me. Well, we um, had, um, I, I just remember the timing. So I know we had a very new doggy. We had Kiki, our dog, and we'd got her, I think we'd had her for about six months uh, when you, you went into the Priory. Uh, and um, so, um, you I know. Into a treatment centre, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I think that was, um, you know, a, a time for me of having another thing to look after, and, you know. Um, so I remember that and, and walks and um, did you change? It's, it's difficult. I, I mean, it is a long time ago now, so. Um, yeah. And I'm also thinking, you know, going back to the way I was and, with, you know, you're talking about how difficult it was. You know, I remember that one time and it was these times we, we talk about consequences and so on, and, and they start to stack up and, you know, it's, it's like a train crash in slow motion or, or any sort of accident in slow motion. But I remember that time we went as a family to Richmond Theatre and I, I can't remember what the occasion was. I can't even remember what we were going to see, but we booked a box mm. and we, we got to the box and, you know, it's a special time and, and it's a, you know, mm. it's a privilege to be in that box and in that theatre sort of thing. And 
and I'd already had too much to drink before we got there, and I was desperate to have more drink, and mm. and, and, and I was, you know, I was much more interested in, in how I could get another drink. You mm. know? And you, I could see that you. I could see it wasn't right. You weren't. You weren't engaged. Yeah. You were. You were somewhere else. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. It's, you know, the family times that should be happy and joyous were ruined really mm. and there were so many i'm not i'm not going to talk about them now because they're done and passed and you have moved on thankfully but at the time they were horrendous a lot of them so many so mm. many ruined occasions and i did see it again with your family so it goes back to the, that family history thing doesn't it unfortunately you know with, with some of that as well at christmases everyone would get drunk so early you know, well, and it was in the history. Uh, it was in the signature was to, to get drunk. Yeah, well, yeah. As a, you know, as a group. Yeah, I know. Really. And so, bad, so many dinners. I mean, I, I, I mean, your mum was a wonderful lady, and I love her dearly. Um, but um, she'd say how many dinners were ruined because mm. you know. And to me, that you know, because my mum always made sure the dinner, you know, the Christmas thing again. It was, but um, um, but then she wasn't a drinker. But I know your mum. Also did like a drink, but not not in the way that you do. I think I think she was more controlled. Um, but it's in your family history, isn't it? In your father, so it's that that thing. And I wonder the more of these podcasts you do, whether because I find it quite interesting in a way. Is is it inherent? Is there this gene? Is there something that happens that triggers it in people, or is it circumstance and history? We think there's the, the people wonder whether it's nature or nurture. Mm. Uh, I don't really know. I, I, I think, you know, I think that I was, I had that, well, you know, for want of a better explanation, I, I think I had that gene in me, and I think it was always ready to be ignited, triggered, or whatever, switched on. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was always there. And there was that feeling in me, I think, before I had my first drink, of feeling, and we hear, I hear this a lot in, in, in fellowship, but feeling less than, feeling that in some way I was small and insignificant, not good enough, never good enough. Now, whether I got that. I think that was a family trait, I'm afraid. I think that, and that's, so I, in, in my mind, going back to the drinking years, I'd make, make excuses in my mind for you and say, oh, he had a terrible upbringing in, in terms of his father not the mother, but, you know, you, you, there was family history that wasn't great. You weren't really, you know, loved in that way. And then that's that's why you are the way you are. And the same with my father. He had a you know, rough upbringing, really, you know, a bit of poverty on that side and not easy. So you, you can always make excuses for what you see because if you're living with it, and I'd chosen to live with you, and then, you know, we, we, are, we had the two children, it's a bit difficult to say, well, actually, this person's not good enough in whatever mm. that might mean, yeah. because you've chosen them and you're there with them. So in your mind, you just make these excuses and say, oh, well, you know. Um, and I think then there's a lot of um, behaviours that aid your drinking, going back to the, drink, the driving and going out. I shouldn't have, shouldn't have let you get away with that. Why should I say, I'll drive every, every time we go out on the way home. You drive there, I drive but back. You know, so I'm, I'm allowing you to be bad, if, if you want to call it bad. Yes. I, I don't know. It's just... Yes, but if, if, you'd, if you'd put your foot down and said, you know, don't, I'm not going to drive, I would have said, well, we're not going, or 
I'd have told you to F off. No, I know. There'd be conflict. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I know. You know huge conflict. Mm. And, you know, so in the sense, you know, I'm like a lot of people like me, like addicts, that we, we, it goes on to a point where it can't go any further. But then we would have made it broke, broken up sooner. But then we have the children, and then, you know, and then it, as you say, yeah. it's it's. A so, I mean, I just I'm just mm. just so incredibly lucky, you know. We're we're sat here together now, and and it's I'm blessed, you know, that you're prepared to talk to me like this about you know about this and about our past, and it, it it's about I suppose ultimately, you know. Recovery is about hope, and and life, I think, is about love. And you know, I drank, I think, you know, to go blind to all of my to my failings, to my insecurity, my fear. Um, and in many ways, those things don't go away with, with, without a drink in sobriety. But life becomes more real. And more, more worthwhile, and and also, and I touch upon this in with other people, but just to have the courage to be yourself, to to grow into your to yourself, I think, and to reach out and to look for. In my case, my 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 talents, whether they're hidden or not. But just to have the nerve, the courage to, to bring them out and, you know, and, and expose them, you know, for what mm. they are. Um, am I any good? Am, uh, am I ever going to amount to anything? I, you know, I don't know. But I, I do feel blessed, and I'm, I'm so lucky. You know, I mean, I've got you, and I've got James and Sam. Um, I've lost one son and, and, and you know, my previous wife due to madness and bad behavior. Um, but that's nothing really I can do about that now. Um, apart from say sorry, if, if, if they want me to say sorry, but I mean, they, that doesn't seem to be the case. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, but, but life now is, is, is very rich. And, and in sobriety, I, many things have happened. You know, I've had the prostate cancer, I've lost my mother. Um, all sorts of things have happened, um, and but I think we've grown, and our life together has grown, and and our and the situation with our boys have grown. We've gone, they've gone from those young children to the teenagers that I very nearly blew out my relationship with you and with them, and they they knew they were losing respect, and they didn't really mm. want me as a father. But now we've gone into another phase of life, you know, and, and I'm going into the sort of autumn of my years. But it's, but it's, it, it, it's a time of you know harvest. It's 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 rich. And well, I think if that's the way you feel, that's 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 really lucky. It is that lucky. you do feel that way, um, and can put that past behind you. Um, I don't know if you sort of analyse it and why you were like it and, and what made it. I mean, I don't know if people. I analyse so, it in my in my in my poetry. Mm, I think, mm. it's, and it's, in my insecurity. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a different one as a as a someone that doesn't have 
the issues that you have to understand it really. I, that, I think that's what I've always found difficult to understand. And I think that people in my situation do think, well, why can't you just have a couple of drinks and not, <laughs> you know, that'll be it sort of thing. Why, why can you not do that? And I think that's, that's the difficulty. Uh, and maybe that's also why um, often drinkers find themselves together as couples, both mm. drinking, like that sort of happens. Um, but again, as I say, it's probably my background that made it not seem that, you know, odd because it's, you know, what I've known. But, um, but it's good that you can move on from it. And Well, I think you have to move on from it. And, and you um, are obviously very aware of how, um, how much I still um, rely on or... or or take part in um, the fellowship and, uh, and going to meetings and being a part of that because I have to make The community, this. isn't it? It's I, the I community. To, yeah, mm -hmm. I, mean, I can't forget my past really without honouring my past. Mm. I've, got to, I've, got to, I've got to understand my part in it or, and, and take responsibility and, 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 and be open-minded. Um, but it is that sharing, isn't it? It's the sharing is is so important. Shared experiences are so important. Mm. I mean, I did I did go to um, it's Al-Anon, isn't it? The yeah, and I didn't I really couldn't I didn't find I I didn't feel I fitted in. Um, it's that's in fact that's quite interesting in a way, isn't it? Because this comes back to how we see things. But I'd go I I went to a, a few of them, and the, when I listened to these people's experiences. I thought, my God, they sound horrific. My experiences are nothing compared to theirs. But you were hiding what you were doing a lot of it. A lot of it was hidden. Um, and, you know, when you were in treatment and some of the stories there, I'd, I'd be there and I'd think, gosh, you know, I'm so lucky this isn't my life. These lives are terrible. These lives are tormented and ruined. And, and um, so I, I guess where I'm coming from, I'm lucky in that maybe I'm, self-centered even and I don't didn't see what you were doing as causing me problems I mean they did cause me problems but I managed to sort of I managed to sort of put them out of the way to some degree I mean there were some times when it was really bad and I thought oh, I can't be doing this anymore but a lot of the times I was able to I guess put them in a box somewhere put them out the way and get on with my life and, and make a good life you know a, a good professional life and personal life and so on um, well, it's, it's, but, I'm very lucky that you are you know, quite strong-minded, I guess. Strong-minded, mm, strong character, mm, with a, mm. a strong personality, and a sense of you know where you want to be, where you want to mm. go, what you want. You know, you, you're very grounded, and um, yeah, I'm really grounded. I, I I think that's lucky. I don't have those issues that you have. I don't. No, I'm yeah. I'm I'm, 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 I'm you know, liable to be adrift. You know, mm, even now. Mm. I'm very focused, I think. But. Yeah, and I did hide things from you, or my condition. I think I, I, hate, I tried to hide my condition from you for as, for as long as I could, and in the end I couldn't hide mm, it any longer mm. because I had too much to hide. It, you know, and yeah, I, I, yeah. I, my soul and everything mm. was, was walking out of the door, I, and I was out of hope, I was out of energy, I was out of everything. Um, so, you know, that intervention 
from you and Boyce. Mm. Uh, as I say, it did come at absolutely the right time. But yeah, because I, could, I, I couldn't, I'd run out of hiding places. Mm. Well, they were old enough to see it themselves. You know, when they're younger, you could sort of hide it to a degree. And, and, and it's like James said on, on his podcast with you that he never felt apart because the problem is you were always, I guess you're driven by the demon, let's call it that. And that was so much more important than sitting down and reading with the boys or sitting down and helping them with their homework or sitting down and engaging with them in whatever. And you do bits, but then you disappear because you couldn't keep it up. Well, you, and also you would I never... was doing it half the time, you know, Inebriated, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you were never really you you were never present, never and that's it, yeah. yeah. And then you know, so that but they always turned to me because of that because I was always the central grounded person that was always there for them, um, and that's you know a bit of a shame in a way, but that's the reality, and that's probably the reality in many uh, families with with those sorts of issues. Um, so it's 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 good that we've been able to get through it. Yeah, well, and look, our lovely young men are are gorgeous, young, well, grounded, and yeah, um, I mean, this is it. I, I can, guys that have got a focus on where they want to be. Yeah, and, and and I can look at that now and and watch it and want really seriously want to emotionally invest in their day to day. You, you know, day-to-day -day lives and future, um, which, which is just so, so special. Mm. They are special. And I, I mean, they're ours, that, and they are know, special. They are special, <laughs> and I want to share that with mm, you. Yeah. And, I, and I'm so incredibly proud of them, you know, and I'm proud of them now, you know, if they do the right thing or the wrong thing. Mm. You know, I have that sense of wanting to, to get that duty of care that was... Mm. It was lacking. I mean, I, there are incidents that I'm not going to bring up on this, but you know them yourself, where I was t so disappointed and hurt. And that's when I thought, well, how am I, why am I putting up with this? <laughs> what am I doing mm -hmm. here? It's well, just, it is a miracle. Yeah, together, it is. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm just stupid, really. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe that's the, that's the uh, uh, note we should end this podcast on. Am I, am I stupid? Is that the yeah. question? <laughs> Well, you're not stupid. Well, I mean, well, actually, are you stupid? You might be stupid for being with me. I don't know. But uh, in my opinion, you're not stupid mm. at all. Um, am I stupid? Well, you know, parts of me are, parts of me aren't. I don't know. But, but so, so I'd like to end it on a thing that our son said to, to you, and I absolutely agree with him, that you need to learn new things you need to push yourself push your boundaries because the world is the oyster you know there's so much opportunity so much out there and don't stick with what you know just push yourself a little bit and and do some new things and you know grasp something attain to something that you wouldn't think you'd be able to do but but might surprise you uh, well i will try to do that um, well, so on that point, um, because I've made a public pledge to try and expand my horizon. So <laughs> thank you so much for speaking to me, Patrice. Um, Patrice is my wife, and that's the end of this episode in Heads and Space. Thank you for listening. <laughs>